This is the MLW Radio Network. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here. OTTR headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever it is you get your podcast from with our with our latest last week of wrestling, after darts, under bosses hard taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show wrestling every coming soon so if you like what you see you love professional wrestling you love independent wrestling you love everything about wrestling just yourself give us a tune you know you will not regret it black heart out welcome to another episode of the freeland five brought to you by the mlw radio network and the front row material brand these are the five top news stories that I find interesting as I scour the various wrestling websites and forums for March the 21st, 2022. Hope everyone's having a good Monday. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. So many things are going on in the world of wrestling, so you know what? Without further ado, let's go ahead and let's jump right into it. Our main story right now at this hour is coming from Wrestling Inc., and the story is entitled Cody Teases. What is next? And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Mark Milton is writing at this hour as it relates to Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes' sister says that their father, the late WWE Hall of Famer Dusty Rhodes, would be proud of what Cody is to do next. Now, Teal Rhodes took to Twitter on Sunday and shared a photo of Cody and Dusty and potentially gave some insight into Cody's future. In a quote, I knew... My old man best, and I know he would be beaming with pride if he could see what's next, Teal wrote. Codes has not responded to the tweet. As of this writing, Cody and his wife Brandy left AEW in February, shocking the pro wrestling world. After weeks of rumors and speculation, it was reported last week that Rhodes had signed a contract with WWE 
and is actually set to return at WrestleMania weekend for WrestleMania 38. Now, Rhodes has been rumored to be facing Seth Rollins uh, on the grandest stage of them all, but that's also come with some scrutiny as well, as nothing has officially been announced. Now, it's also been reported that he will be on the Raw brand after WrestleMania as well. Now, current plans reportedly have Rhodes involved as being one of the main people. Now, new AEW Women's Champion Thunder Rosa recently had the following to say about Brandy and Cody and Cody's exit from AEW. She says, and I quote, I was shocked, honestly, Rosa says. I respect Cody and Brandy on a personal level, but you know, people have to do what they have to do, right? I sent them a really nice message, and I sent a message to both of them. And I was a little sad that they are gone because Cody was always, like he always received me with a smile and used to do so much community outreach. We worked together. So he's the one who I contacted. It was my husband, actually, to contact him to get more on the community outreach program. And it was really sweet to see him point us into the relationship that we had officially developed. The same with Brandy. She was always for there with me, just like with the heels. And she was always very attentive to stuff when people had asked questions. She was always flexible with some people and helped take on roles to help people with. So I wish them nothing but the best. And it was a pleasure working with them both, definitely. So, so many things are happening here with Cody Rhodes. So Cody's sister is teasing that Cody Rhodes, his father, the late Dusty Rhodes, would be beaming at what's next for Cody Rhodes. Love to know what your thoughts are about this first main story here. Are you a um, big Cody Rhodes fan? Are you excited to see what's what's next for Cody? Or are you uh, kind of like, eh, I'm kind of burned out of this whole thing after so much speculation and rumor? I think the other thing that has a lot of people frustrated is not to say that the wrestling fans deserve to know what's going on, but I also feel like, in a way, we would feel a little bit better about the situation if maybe Cody released a statement or said something about what's going on. Because evidently, Tony Khan and Cody both agreed that they would not be talking about his departure. So I'm not really sure what's going on here, but those within WWE believe that Cody is coming in. Now, I'd, I'd be interested to find out how long a contract would be. Is it going to be a one-year deal? Is it going to be a three-year deal? I guess it just really depends. All right, let's move on to our next story. Uh, this involves Johnny Gorgano. So a lot of people have been wanting to know, when is Johnny Wrestling coming back to wrestling? At this hour, Matthew Wilkinson is reporting um, for Wrestling Inc. Johnny Gorgano announces his first post WWE appearance, and it's going to be somewhere that you might expect it. Johnny Gorgano's confirmed his first post-WWE appearance for WrestleMania weekend. The former NXT star will be appearing at WrestleCon, which will be held uh, during that first time. It will also be the first time in his career he has done WrestleCon. Gorgano took to social media to announce the news. In a quote, he says, doing signings at Access was one of my favorite parts of WrestleMania weekend. So much so I would always ask to do extra sessions if someone couldn't do it. Believe it or not, I've done a WrestleCon, so it felt good to me. I'm excited to see you all in Dallas. Now, it'll be the first time Gorgano has been involved with the wrestling world since his departure from NXT when his WWE contract expired. Now, he opted not to resign with the company and has decided to take some time away from wrestling completely. Now, that was initially reported 
um, because he had just become a new father uh, with his wife, Candace LeRae, and they gave, she gave birth to their first baby. Johnny Gorgano also seemingly has been uh, placing his focus and his attention on all of that. Now, it's currently unknown where he will be taking his talents next, but the former NXT star recently announced he's back and he's open for bookings. However, he further clarified that, stating that he will let people know when he will actually be wrestling. So what's your thoughts on this? I'm very interested to hear what people think about Johnny Gorgano. You know, the big knock on Johnny wrestling and Tommaso Ciampa, and this also went for Adam Cole as well. Um, this also goes for Pete Dunn. I am not going to be calling him Butch. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Is there size? And I know nowadays in wrestling, it's not really based upon your size, but I do feel like, you know, Vince just looked at them and did not see a star in them on a Raw or a SmackDown. He did not see any of them headlining a WrestleMania or carrying the torch for the company. So I feel like in, in so many ways, that's what led to their departure. If a wrestler doesn't feel like the boss has confidence in them, and the boss doesn't have confidence in them, so what's the point? You know, neither side has confidence in each other. And I think as a wrestler, you want to continue to grow. You want to get better. You want to have better competition, better matches. You obviously want to be spotlighted and highlighted. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like Vince in his eyes actually had that for them. Um, Johnny would go on to say, when I'm ready to return to the ring, I promise you'll know. But for now, I hope to see some of you guys at the fun appearances I will be popping up at. And when I get uh, used to these sporadically sleeping two hours a night, I'll be back 100%. We're going to tear it up. Trust me. So that is from Johnny Gorgano. Hit me up. I am on Twitter, Mike Freeland, at M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Don't give me two E's. I'm not giving anything away for free. Uh, Matthew Wilkinson is also reporting at this hour some comments made by The Undertaker. Now, this is from Wrestling Inc. The Undertaker believes today's WWE product lacks a level of grit. So let's find out what is happening with the dead man. The Undertaker recently spoke with True. Uh, it's a podcast about the evolution of the wrestling business. My screen just went blank. Give me a second here. Uh, he praised the fact that there are new protocols in place for injuries when it comes to pro wrestling. But the Hall of Famer also made it clear that, you know what, it's not the same as it was in the past. In a quote, he said, fortunately, our business has evolved. Now we have trainers. We have doctors that travel with us. There are protocols in place if you get hurt, he said. So that's one of the greatest evolutions in our business that you have to, if you get hurt, you have to get cleared before you're allowed to get back in the ring. It's just one of those things. Now, he also said, whereas earlier on, you didn't tell anybody that you were hurt because you didn't want to take any time off because you didn't want to not get paid. It was a bloody vicious cycle. You're out there working hurt, and then you get hurt working again. You're trying to protect yourself in the ring, and they end up hurting somebody else. The Undertaker also spoke about the current product and what he believes is missing. For him, he says, there's less grit involved. However, he used Brock Lesnar as an example of someone who still brings it. Um, and he is very, very proud of Brock Lesnar. And the fans know what to expect from him. And an additional quote, he says, I feel there's a level of grit that is missing from today's product. 
I don't know exactly what it is specifically. I don't know that it's necessarily anyone's fault. We've all aged out. So there's a new group that has come in, he said. When you watch Brock wrestle, you're interested because you know he got that background, not just from amateur wrestling, but professional wrestling and mixing it up in martial arts. Brock doesn't do a bunch of crazy moves. Brock manhandles your ass. He gets you in there, he gets you down, and then he smashes you. The Undertaker went on to say that he praises people like Roman Reigns and Randy Orton for always having that grit style, although he thinks that the talent nowadays come from a superhero era. He went on to say, Roman has a little bit of that in him. He wants to. Randy has that in him. He wants to as well. But a lot of younger talent, it's the evolution of that comic book era, the superhero era. I think that's what their motivation is, and that's what their inspiration is and where it comes from. And they think they have to come up and burst their head through these bars and try to figure out something, you know. But that's just the way it is. That is the quote from The Undertaker. Now, The Undertaker has taken a lot of, uh, of flack as well, basically saying that the Attitude Era was one of the best generations. Um, however, you know, The Undertaker was looked upon in the WWE as the locker room leader. There was a lot of hazing going on. There was a lot of things that are now coming out after the fact, 20, 25 years later, that really don't settle well. You know, they don't age well. And he's right. He nails it right on the head. He says, I, I don't know if I can blame anybody, but it's just the way the business is. Things change. Things evolve. Um, I think the protocols are in place for a reason. I think it's great that they're there. It makes things safer for people. But people have guaranteed contracts now where if they get hurt, boom, they're going to be on the sidelines. They don't have to fight for that money to make because they don't have to. It's already written into their contract. So I feel like in a lot of ways, The Undertaker comes from that pull yourself up from your bootstraps type of mentality. But I also don't think it's necessarily needed anymore. So once again, things change. Uh, let's talk about another huge uh, article that is with E! Wrestling News. Andrew Ravens is reporting at this hour that Big E has been opening up about his battle with depression. Now, Monday afternoon, Big E wrote on Twitter about his past battles with depression. He quoted by saying, In my early 20s, I wanted to be famous so when, so that when I committed suicide, someone would even care. I never thought I would be free of that sheer weight of depression, but here I am, alive and truly happy. Now, Big E broke his neck after he took a German suplex from Ridge Holland during a tag team match on episode of WWE SmackDown recently. The former WWE champion won't need surgery on that um, neck to repair the damage, and there is no damage to his spinal cord, but he did fracture his C1 and C6 vertebrae in his neck. Once again, Big E wrote, in my early 20s, I wanted to be famous so that when I committed suicide, somebody would care. I never thought I could be free of the sheer weight of my depression, but here I am, alive and truly happy. Very, very interesting. Um, mental health is a big thing. I feel like in my years growing up in the, in the late 80s and into the 90s that we just didn't know a whole lot about it. You know, a lot of kids, they were told, well, you know, smile, be happy, you know, and, and that's not necessarily the case. The case is mental health is so huge. 
and so many people suffer from it. And I am just grateful now that people can open up and talk about these things and not be ashamed of these things. And I think it's a big deal when someone like Biggie or someone talks about, you know, how they deal with these things because it, it gives hope and it gives other people a reason to believe that they're not by themselves. So I have a tremendous amount of respect for, for Biggie on that. And once again, nothing but love and prayers for him as he recovers. All right, this is coming from the Wrestling Observer. I'm sure some of you guys saw on social media. This was a big deal, and I'm very happy to report this. Gabe Gable Stevenson uh, is set to be, obviously, heading to WWE. Um, he is going to be on Raw, and it's considered to be very, very soon. So the U.S. Olympic gold medalist and two-time NCAA champion retired from amateur wrestling on Saturday. This is once again coming from the Wrestling Observer. Ian Carey had written this one. Two-time NCAA heavyweight wrestling champion and U.S. Olympic gold medalist Gable Stevenson is expected to join the WWE roster very, very soon. And he will also be at WrestleMania 38, according to Dave Meltzer. Now, Meltzer noted on Sunday's Wrestling Observer Radio that the 21-year-old will become a regular on the show shortly. In a quote, I'm pretty sure that some clips of his NCAA tournament will be airing on Raw tomorrow night because he's going to be on the Raw brand as a very soon to be a very much of a regular, Meltzer said, and getting a push. Now, prior to that, Meltzer said Stevenson would also be at WrestleMania. In an interview released on Monday afternoon with SI.com, Stevenson said he plans to be at WWE's biggest event of the year, and he may be doing something more than just making an appearance. In a quote, he says, I plan on going to WrestleMania. That's the first time WWE fans will see me and what I'm all about. I'm going to put my heart out there, he told Sports Illustrated. On Saturday, Stevenson defeated Arizona State's uh, Colton Schultz to win his second straight NCAA championship. He left his boots on the mat after the match, announcing his retirement from amateur wrestling. He told Sports Illustrated that he heard from Brock Lesnar, Paul Levesque, Paul Heyman, adding that Heyman is always the first one to check in with him. Stevenson became the first ever athlete to sign the NIL deal with WWE back in September and he continued to wrestle for the University of Minnesota during his senior year. Stevenson was officially drafted by the Raw brand last October. So many, many things happening here with Gable Stevenson. I am very excited to see what is going to happen with him in WWE. He's an incredible, talented athlete, and I think time will tell where we go with this. You know, I think a lot of times, and, and I'm not trying to poo-poo on this, but we get so excited about people, and we have to understand that when it comes to pro wrestling, it's not just the physical aspect. You know, a lot of people have the intangibles, the, the strength, the look, all of that stuff, but it's also the charisma. It's the way you carry yourself in the ring. It's the fan interactions. It's being relatable to an audience that really makes uh, a wrestler a star. And so it's going to take time, but I'm very excited for him. Very happy for him. You know, if nothing less, I mean, to be an Olympian and to be, an NCAA two-time champion is a big, big deal. All right, let's move on to another article that I find to be really, really interesting. Um, this is also coming from the Wrestling Observer. The Briscoes. Yep, the Briscoes again. We've been talking about the Briscoes for quite a while now. Many people have heard the news. It's recently come out that the Briscoes um, were originally going to be headed to AEW after... Ring of Honor had been purchased by Tony Khan, but we then found out that 
Warner Media Executives did not want the Briscoes to be in AEW because of some comments that Jay Briscoe had made back in 2013. Now, Jay has since repeatedly apologized for that, and he has asked for forgiveness, and he said it was a stupid comment that he had made, and he was young, he was dumb and naive, and he apologizes for that. Uh, that had hurt anyone. However, the Briscoes continue to wrestle. And once again, uh, this is Brian Rose from the Wrestling Observer. The Briscoes defeated the Commonwealth Connection to win this year's classic Crockett Cup tournament. Jay and Mark Briscoe defeated the Commonwealth Connection, Doug Williams and Harry Smith, to win the tournament. The finish of the match had Smith dumped out of the ring and Jay hitting the Jay Driller and Mark scoring the pinfall after the Foggy Bow. Froggy Bow. The two teams shook hands after the match. Now, the Commonwealth Connection had defeated the NWA World Tag Team Champions, La Rebellion, uh, to advance to the finals where the Briscoes defeated uh, Mike Knox and VSK. Now, the Crockett Cup tournament actually began in 1986 when the Road Warriors uh, won the inaugural one. The superpowers, Nikita Koloff and Dusty Rhodes, won in 87, and the team of Sting and Lex Luger won in 88. But it wasn't until 2019 that Billy Corgan's NWA resurrected the tournament with the Villain X Enterprises, which was Brody King and PCO winning the tournament in 2019. A tournament was scheduled for 2020, but obviously was canceled due to the pandemic. So very, very interesting here. Um, I'm happy for the Briscoes. Uh, one of the best tag teams, I think, in pro wrestling history, in my opinion. They've done so many things in so many promotions. Um, very happy for them. And I hope this continues to branch off and have success for NWA. I have nothing but love for them. And obviously, what's going to happen in Ring of Honor soon to come. So once again, if you want to read this article, Brian Rose, great, great journalist over at wrestling observer check that out as well let me know what your thoughts are do you think that warner media should be uh blackballing the briscoes for comments that were made back in 2013 um but they've apologized and they're showing a lot of contrition or do you think nope once you say something it's out there you can't take it back it is what it is own it um it's hard to say i i feel like a lot of times and, and i'm guilty of this I will say things, not necessarily just on social media, but in general, and I'll go back and I'll say, man, I was a real asshole or I was a dick. I shouldn't have said these things. And you learn as you mature and you learn as you grow and you get older and you meet people and you start to understand other people's perspectives and you have other life experiences and you you realize how naive you really were. And um, and I think that their life is about growing and life is about making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. Um, in my high school hallway, they had a, a mural that was painted and it said, and I remember this because you'll get this, don't let mistakes be your undertaker. Meaning don't let mistakes take you down. Learn from your mistakes, rise above that, be better because of that and make better choices along the way. So that is a great, great article. Once again, I'm not trying to get all preachy here, but I mean, it's just a reality. You know, we all tend to do things that we probably shouldn't do, but we still do them. And uh, just learn from them. Learn, learn, learn. All right. Uh, another big article that came out. This is Matthew Wilkinson is writing at this hour. Backstage Nuge on Kenny Omega's role in the merger 
uh, relationship between DDD, DDT, I can't even talk today, and AEW. So many of you guys have learned over the weekend on social media that DDT Wrestling um, over in Japan now has a partnership, a working relationship as they're calling it, with AEW. So what did Kenny Omega have to do with that? So let's find out. Former AEW world champion Kenny Omega was a big part of the recent DDT and AEW partnership, according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. It was noted that he is friends with people in the organization, and he and the deal does include uh, Tokyo Yoshi Pro, which will also allow more talent to work together amongst all three. Omega has publicly commented on the news via his Twitter account, uh, pushing how pleased he is about how the deal went. And he wrote, DDT, which includes me, has been one of the best-kept secrets in wrestling for over a decade. It only took two of us to change the entire wrestling landscape from 2010 to now. The next generation is looking to leave an impact and be ready. Now, Kenny has a long history with the company as well as he began to be a breakout star there. It was within DDT that he and Kota Ibushi formed the Golden Lovers Tag Team. Omega has held both tag titles and singles titles within that company. Now, Christopher Daniels was the one to officially break the news during DDT's 25th anniversary show. He appeared live and gave a video message. And he said, I'd like to say congratulations to DDT for their 25th anniversary. I'd also like to announce that AEW and DDT have come to an agreement to bring DDT's wrestlers to the United States of America. Christopher Daniels, who is... AEW's VP of Talent Relations said, and I am one for looking forward to introducing top talent from DDT to the American wrestling audience. What is your thoughts on that? Um, I know a lot of people that I know are not super familiar with Japanese wrestling. I know a lot of people are just learning about wrestling over as far as Japan is concerned because of Kenny Omega because of Cody Rhodes, because of the Young Bucks, the Bullet Club. I think that is the, for, for most people, is the first introduction that they have to the relationship with the crossover between Japan and, and the United States. But then there's some great people, I mean, who know Japanese wrestling extremely well. Um, Mike Cook knows it extremely well. Uh, Liam Savage knows it extremely well. Um, so there's there's people out there who know the the history and the legacy behind it. Um, if you're interested, you can go onto YouTube and you can type in uh, the Golden Lovers and it will tell the entire story. It is a great story. Um, I think the big thing that I like about Japanese style wrestling and what AEW does is they do what they call long term storytelling. So there's not an uh, an immediate gratification, a payoff. You have to really invest yourself um, into it because, I mean, you're, you're not going to see something week to week. It's going to be a little nugget here, a little nugget there. And I think if you're willing to invest yourself into the product, I think you're going to do really, really well. Um, another article that I found to be really interesting here is, where is it? I just had it. Colt Cabana. So a lot of people uh, know Colt Cabana is part of the Dark Order in AEW. Interestingly enough, when CM Punk came back to pro wrestling and signed with AEW, many people were wondering, is there going to be a clash between Colt Cabana and CM Punk? Uh, some people have 
reported that they would like to see them actually squash whatever was between them, either in a feud with a blow off or see some aspect of their personal struggles actually play out on television. Eric Mutter is reporting at this hour in an article titled Colt Cabana reveals how early he knew AEW was forming. Now, according to Colt himself, why he did indeed sign with AEW back in February of 2020, he was originally not supposed to debut for the company until April of that year, much later. He officially debuted from the promotion at AEW Revolution. When this all started, besides the EVPs, I was the next one to know, Cabana said. I was very close relationship with the Bucks. And if you read this, if you read the book, you'll see how uh, they were inspired by a lot of the moves that I made. And I would say, luckily enough, I wasn't mean to them. I was going to swear at them. But, of course, that's not my nature. So they became um, who they became. And we are now very tight and we have a great relationship with one another. So the Young Bucks, for sure, kind of had everything worked out and they were waiting for the right time. Uh, I was about to start with New Japan and tagging full time. And the opportunity came and it hit me just at the right time. And I made the decision. And then the pandemic happened. I signed in February of 2020 and I had a ticket to Japan. And I was going to go over there to start. And, you know, luckily, I wasn't supposed to start at Revolution. I was supposed to start in April of 2020. But, you know, Tony was like, well, let's just start you right now, which was the coolest. So, yeah, I was able to work full time during the pandemic. I had made the decision to stay with New Japan. I would have been at home, essentially. Well, soon after joining AEW, Cole Cabana found himself as a seemingly reluctant member of Brody Lee's Dark Order stable. Cabana revealed that he was supposed to feud with Lee, but instead remained with the group following Lee's death. He is grateful for still being a part of the group uh, in the time he got to spend with Lee. He says, and I quote, The thing I'm most grateful for, AEW, is that I was able to spend time with the late Brody Lee, Cabana said. You know, if I didn't sign with AEW, I would have not, I would have not spent time with Brody. I was lucky. I was able to be involved with him, involved in an angle. Uh, then his passing literally made me stay with the group. And now I've become one of my best friends in the industry and the people I love. Uh, you can read more about what that angle was supposed to be. And you can read this entire article. Uh, this is over at Wrestling Inc. Once again, this is an article written today by Eric Mutter. Support him and uh, follow him on social media as well. Great, great writer. Uh, Mark Middleton is also writing at this hour, WWE makes changes to WrestleMania. Now, as many of you guys know, a lot of things in WWE are obviously subject to change. Raw and SmackDown have been known to be rewritten the day of the event. Sometimes, literally, as the show is going on, things are being rewritten. So let's find out right now what's happening. At this hour, WWE has added Otis and Chad Gable to the Raw Tag Team title match, which is going to be at WrestleMania 38. And now it's going to be a triple threat. WWE announced today that the bout will now feature Randy Orton and Riddle defending against two teams, the Street Profits and the Alpha Academy, the former champions. The match was originally announced as the Profits versus RK Bro, but now the former champions have been added to the mix. WWE has also confirmed that the triple threat for the Raw Tag Team titles for night two of WrestleMania is now happening. So let's kind of go over everything that's going to be happening with WrestleMania. Here's what we know. 
WrestleMania is going to be taking place on Saturday and Sunday, April 2nd and 3rd, respectively, from the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. WrestleMania on Saturday night, which is going to be April 2nd, is going to be Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch, Shinsuke Nakamura and, versus, and Rick Boggs, I'm sorry, versus The Usos, Logan Paul and The Miz versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Baron Corbin, and Kevin Owens hosts The Kevin Owens Show with special guest WWE Hall of Famer Steve Austin. And then, obviously, on Sunday's WrestleMania, WWE Champion Brock Lesnar versus Universal Champion Roman Reigns. The Street Profits versus the Alpha Academy versus Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Anything Goes Match, Johnny Knoxville takes on Sami Zayn, and Pat McAfee takes on Austin Theory. So that's everything we have, and there's also going to be a fatal four-way for the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. Shayna Baszler and Natalya versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, versus Naomi and Sasha Banks, versus Carmella and Queen Zelina. Also on that is going to be WWE Hall of Famer Edge versus AJ Styles. Um, and this is still rumored to happen. Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. And there's also going to be the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. And... Is going to be an intercontinental defense, which is going to be Ricochet versus someone to be announced, and then Damian Priest versus Finn Balor for the United States title. So, love to know what your thoughts are for WrestleMania. Are you excited about WrestleMania? Um, it's a two-night event now. Obviously, they're looking to make as much money as they can. Are you excited? Do you think this is going to be a WrestleMania that people are going to look back on and say, wow, this was amazing? Or do you think people are going to say, yeah, that was kind of a snooze. i uh, love to know what your thoughts are with that. Uh, hit me up on social media. My name is Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Put them all together. Don't give me two E's. I'm not giving anything away for free. Uh, also, just a reminder, each and every Tuesday night, live, uh, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Front Row Material. It is a panel show where we talk about the latest headlines happening in wrestling, and our panel discusses them. We also can take your live calls as well. And uh, the audio version of that, if you don't catch us live on Twitch, which is twitch.tv forward slash frmpod, you can also go ahead and download the audio version each and every Friday, along with a brand new episode of Future Stars Now, which is available Friday on the audio download. We talk to all the different wrestling stars who are going to be the stars of the future, the ones that are all over the various promotions across the country. We get to join them on the early stages of their career. All right, that's going to be everything. Uh, please let us know that you're enjoying the show. Hit me up on social media. Once again, at Mike Freeland, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Love interaction. So many people have been hitting me up with DMs um, and sending emails, letting me know that they really enjoy the Freeland 5, that it's become a daily podcast. Podcast uh, downloads have been incredible. So, like, I am literally blown away. Um, you're going to be getting more from the book club, Overbooked, uh, the Sabu book. More of that is coming out this week as well. So, so many great things happening from the Front Room Material brand. But that's going to do it for right now. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your Monday. We will get back in touch with you on Tuesday with the latest headlines from all over the world of pro wrestling. Until then, I'll catch you tomorrow. The world of NLW Radio never stops.